Hi everyone and welcome to the Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, ED&I, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Welcome to today's episode of Say As It Is with Pete. So today we're going to explore the world of ESG investing and take a closer look at some of the benefits and drawbacks within the UK. So ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance and it is a set of criteria used by investors to evaluate a company's sustainability and ethical practices. So the idea behind ESG investing um, is to direct capital towards companies that prioritize sustainable and ethical practices. Why avoiding those that do not? So why is ESG investing important in the UK? Let's take a look at some of the facts and figures within this episode and have that honest and frank conversation. So according to um, a recent report by the Investment Association, the UK's investment management industry had over $8.5 trillion in assets under management as of 2020. Wow, that's a lot. And of that, ESG funds accounted for more than 1.2 trillion um, or 14% of the total. So in addition, the report found that ESG funds had um, outperformed their non-ESG counterparts in the UK over the past five years, with an average annual return of around about 9.6% compared to the 8.3% that was expected. So these figures show that ESG investing is not only becoming more popular in the UK, but it's also providing or proving, I should say, to be a profitable strategy for investors. But ESG investing is not without its challenges and controversies. We all love a bit of a challenge and a bit of a controversy. So some critics agree that ESG investing is too subjective and then it can limit investment opportunities in certain industries or regions. Others worry that it could lead to greenwashing where companies um, exaggerate or misrepresent their um, sustainability practices to attract ESG investors. And I'm happy to say that the following week's episode will be around greenwashing and we'll look at that a little bit more. So in this episode, we will dive into the pros and cons of ESG investing within the UK and discuss what the future holds for this rapidly growing trend. So as Mark Carney, the governor of the Bank of England, once said, climate disclosure should be as um, should be as commonplace as financial disclosure. And with ESG investing, it seems um, we are one step closer to making that reality. So in this podcast, I'm going to look at some pros and cons 
for the ESG. So um, let's tackle the pros of ESG um, in the UK first. And I'm going to write this down into points A, B and C. And it will be the same for the cons. There'll be A, B, C. And there'll be two points under each one. So let's delve in. So A, environmental. The first point of the environmental we're going to be looking at is reducing carbon emissions and mitigating climate change. So in the UK, um, the UK has committed to achieving net zero carbon emission by 2050. And ESG investing can help um, accelerate this transition. According to a report by the Global um, Sustainable Investment Alliance in the UK, and largest ESG market in Europe in 2020. I'll rephrase that. So according to, uh, I'm going to read my notes, apologies. So I love recording these because I can just read my notes to you and um, I'm going to make some mistakes, but this is all the fun of doing a podcast, right? So let's redo that. So according to um, a report by the Global Sustainable Investment Alliance, the UK had the largest ESG market in Europe in 2020, with 1.2 trillion invested in sustainable assets. So this means that um, ESG investors can direct capital towards companies that prioritise reducing their carbon footprint and developing clean energy technologies. So again, another quote from Mark Carney, he said, Climate change is the greatest commercial opportunity of our time, and ESG investing can help drive this opportunity. So the second point of um, our environmental bit for point A is encouraging sustainable use of natural resources. So ESG investing also encourages companies to adopt suitable practices that preserve natural resources. So for example, companies may be incentivized to reduce water usage, minimize waste and adopt circular economy principles. And by doing so, they can not only minimize their environmental impacts, but they can also reduce their operational costs. So another quote for you. As Emma Howard Boyd, chair of the UK Environmental Agency once said, business as usual is not an option when it comes to the environment. So investing offers a way for companies to pursue a more sustainable pathway. So you will see within this podcast, I am going to be adding some quotes in. So bear with me. So second part, social. So promoting diversity and inclusion in the workplace. So the first part of this element is that investors are increasingly focus on promoting diversity and inclusion in the workplace. So according to a report by the Financial Times, UK companies um, with diverse boards and senior management teams outperformed their less diverse peers by 28% in teams um, of profitability. So by encouraging companies to prioritise diversity, ESG investors can drive positive social outcomes while also enhancing financial performance. Now, I also want to note that on that, you know, promoting diversity and inclusion in the workplace, it's not just about the senior team um, or senior management team that we need to have a diverse um, board, but we also need a diverse team within our management structures and within our workforce and 
having and promoting diversity and inclusion within our recruitment processes and also look at social recruitment. So as some of you know, I belong to SHRAG, which is a social recruitment advocacy group, which is supported by People Plus. And I strongly recommend that you do join that group as well and reach out to me on that. But the second point about social is also about ensuring fair labour practices in the supply chain. So ESG investing also prioritises fair labour practices in the supply chain. So this means that investors can encourage companies to adopt policies that ensure fair wages, safe working conditions and human rights um protections i should say human rights policies and procedures so by doing so um investors can contribute to positive social outcomes and reduce the risk of reputational damage um for companies and another quote for you as paul polman former ceo of unilever said sustainability is the only way to create long-term value for shareholders now i just want to focus on this human rights element and labor laws you will find that if you do an esg assessment um to become uh, like for example eco balance there's a lot around um the human rights labor laws um child policies child labor laws so there's a lot in there that you need to consider and if you want to know a little bit more about that then do reach out to me and we can go through it but let's look at the um c uh, within the um, kind of pros for ESG. And C is about governance. So the first point within the governance is enhancing um, transparency and accountability in the corporate governance. So investing can also enhance transparency and accountability in corporate governance. So by companies prioritizing ethical and sustainable practices, companies can improve their reputation and build trust with stakeholders. Also, ESG investors can also encourage companies to adopt more transparent reporting standards and increase their disclosure of ESG-related risks and opportunities. So another quote for you. So as Sarah Gordon, CEO of the Impact Investing Institute once said, ESG investing isn't a sideshow it's the main event and she's right it shouldn't just be a sideshow we need to be front and center on this guys the second point of governance for pros is aligning corporate values with stakeholder investments so esg investing can help align corporate values with shareholder investments or interests so by prioritizing sustainability and ethical practices, companies can enhance long-term financial performance and look at reducing the risk of negative extreme and extreme, I can't even say the word, extremities. There we are. <laughs> it's, I need another coffee. So I can't even read my own writing. So um, this can lead to better outcomes for both the company and its shareholders. I apologize, guys. I can't read my writing today. I don't know why. But anyway, Another quote for you here. So as Martin Wolf, Chief Economics um, Commentator of the Financial Times once said, ESG investing is the um, expression of a growing realization that the purpose of the economy is not just to make money, but to save humanity. And I would agree on that one.
Okay, so we've looked at the pros of ESG in the UK. So now let's swiftly move on again and look at the cons of ESG. Now, again, I'm going to look at A, B and C. And under each one of those, there will be a certain topic and two points that we relate to. So let's look at those cons. So A, financial. So the first point of this is limited investment options and potential lower returns. There is one potential drawback of ESG investing, and this is that it may limit investment options and potentially lead to lower returns. So according to the report by the Morningstar, ESG funds tend to have higher expense ratios than traditional funds, which can eat into the returns. So additionally, some ESG investments may underperform due to their focus on ethical and sustainable practices, which may not always align with the financial performance. So point two of this is the lack of standardization and transparency within ESG matrix. So again, there is another potential um, challenge for ESG investing. Um, and this is the lack of standardization and transparency within ESG matrix. So without clear and consistent ESG reporting standards, it may be difficult for investors to um, accurately compare companies and make informed investment decisions. But this can also lead to potential greenwashing where companies overstate their ESG practices to attract more investors. And as I say, there will be a podcast episode on greenwashing. So we'll tackle that a bit later on on next week's episode. But another quote for you. So um, as Nick Stanbury, head of the um, Commodity Research at Legal and General Investment Management once said, there is a danger that the lack of standardization in ESG matrix um, undermined the credibility of the entire system. Now, part B of the cons, we're going to be looking at social. So the first point within the social is potential um, unintended consequences of ESG criteria. So when we're looking at ESG criteria, it may have unintended consequences that do not align with social values. So, for example, some companies may prioritize diversity in their hiring practices, but engage in practices that harm workers or the environment. Additionally, ESG criteria may not always be aligned with the local cultural or social values. So um, another quote for you, as David Tuckett, director of the Centre of Study and Decision and Making Uncertainty at the University College of London said, there are real risks of unintended consequences when we try to impose universal values on complex social and cultural systems. So second point of the social is potential lack of accountability for ESG investing decisions. So investing may lack accountability for investment decisions since ESG criteria are subjective and can vary by investor. It can be difficult to hold ESG investors accountable for their investment decisions. So this can lead to potential conflicts of interest 
or misunderstandings between investors and stakeholders. And we all have a little bit of conflict, but we need to try and reduce that conflict. Um, but one of the cons is that it can cause that. So as Martin Whitaker, CEO of Just Capital said once, ESG investing requires a willingness to engage with stakeholders and be accountable for the outcomes. So we're now going to look at C, governance. Again, here we go. So a con for governance is one, potential conflicts of interest and lack of independent oversight. We all have a bit of conflict of interest now and again now. ESG investing may also present that potential conflict of interest and lack of independent oversight. So for, excuse me, so for example, ESG ratings agencies may be paid by the companies they rate, potentially compromising their independence. So additionally, some ESG investors may prioritize their own values over the client's financial interests, which can lead to that potential conflict of interest we've been speaking about. So another quote from Mark Carney, former um, governor of the Bank of England, once said, we need to ensure that ESG ratings and investment decisions are independent, transparent and free from conflicts of interest. I would agree on that one. So point two on the governance side of a con is the risk of ESG investing becoming a box ticking exercise. So there is unfortunately a risk that ESG investing does become a box ticking exercise with companies and investors focusing on meeting minimum, I mean the bare minimum here, ESG criteria rather than making meaningful changes. This could lead to lack of progress towards truly sustainable practices, which is a shame. Um, and overall, while ESG investing in the UK has many potential benefits, it also has its drawbacks. So investors should carefully consider both the pros and the cons of ESG investing when making investment decisions and work towards improving transparency and accountability in the ESG space. So to take all those pros and cons, let's now kind of put this into a summary. So, you know, when we're looking at ESG investing, um, ESG investing is, as I've said before, a growing trend in the UK, driven by the desire for social responsible investing and a focus on sustainability. So while ESG investing has many potential benefits, such as reduced risk and increased long-term returns. There are also some drawbacks to consider, including that limited investment options and that potential conflict of interest. Again, however, um, as investors and companies increasingly recognize the importance of the ESG factors in their decision-making for the day-to-day -day businesses, the ESG space is evolving rapidly. So the UK government and financial regulators are also taking steps to promote sustainability investing and improve transparency and accountability in that ESG space. So again, another quote from Mark Carney. I've used quite a lot of these quotes, actually. Um, so as Mark Carney once said, who was the former governor of the Bank of England, he said sustainability finance must go mainstream if we are um, to transition to a low carbon more resilient and inclusive economy. So by carefully considering the pros and cons, 
and working towards improving ESG space, investors can make meaningful contributions to a more sustainable and socially responsible future. Right. So hope that's given you a bit more insight on the pros and cons of ESG in the UK. And as you can see, um, we've tackled both the pros and the cons. So as we start to wrap up, I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast on those pros and cons of ESG investing in the UK. So hopefully I have explained the potential benefits of ESG investing, such as that reduced and increased long term uh, returns, as well as the potential drawbacks, including that limited investment options and the potential conflicts of interest that may arise. But remember, as I said before, as investors increasingly recognize that importance of ESG factors in their decision making, the ESG space keeps evolving and it will evolve rapidly. And with the UK government and financial regulators taking those steps to promote sustainable investing and improving their transparency and accountability, that is going to help a lot. So. I want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode. And I hope, again, you found this very useful within this month's theme of ESG. Now, remember, you can go back and listen to any of the previous episodes from the Say As It Is with Pete series, as well as some of the bonus episodes that's recently been launched. So I will be dropping randomly um, throughout the series on random different topics as you engage my wit um, and enthusiasm as always. But remember, you can go back and listen to these on Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon, and anywhere where you get your podcast from. And if this is the first time that you've listened, thank you very much. Do subscribe so you get regular Monday updates on my podcasts. And until next week, keep listening. <laughs>